We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get started on today's episode, big ups to one of our sponsors, Wager Attack. Are you ready to take your sports betting game to the next level? Look no further than Wager Attack, the ultimate online sports book for true sports enthusiasts. With a wide range of sports, live betting options, competitive odds, and a live casino, Wager Attack is where winners play. Join today using code VM and get bonuses, free play rollovers when depositing at the cashier. Wager Attack is rocking with us throughout the NFL season and is the official odds provider of Veterans Minimum. Now hit the theme music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete. And I'm, I'm never not going to laugh at this dive in the pool. Just, <laughs> it gets me every time. It's beautiful. It's, it's great. It's bro, great. You, you a hater, bro. The, the Hoff is just... It. You a hater. I think that's textbook. I think that's athleticism at its finest. You're just over here just yapping. All right. I know you're feeling yourself because your commanders are 2-0 after I completely dumped on you on the entire preview show. You had them in the NFC title game. But you know what, man? I was going to save it to the end. But my guy, Josh Williams, American fan, 365, back in the building. Talk your shit, bro. Listen. You earned it. You earned no, it. I no, don't know how much longer you'll be able to have this. So that, take that it is, while you can. No, no. You know, look. Listen, any self-respecting Redskins, Washington football team, uh, Commanders fan knows we don't talk. Like, we've had enough sadness over the past 30 years, the, the majority of my life, that you don't, you, don't, you don't put the cart before the horse. Now, what I will say is what I have said and professed from the beginning, our defense has looked solid. Now they 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 had, you know, they gave up some big plays and that wasn't we had we had about three big plays in that game uh versus Denver that I was not happy about. Um and that's still something that we have to get better at. But um you know, overall the team has looked better. I said if we get competent quarterback play, we could be very dangerous. We're getting competent quarterback play and our offense looks like an NFL offense from the 21st century and these are starting to be the results so we'll see you know i mean this week now after this week if we beat the bills 
I'll start stretching my legs. I ain't gonna get out of pocket, but I will start to. I'll start to say some more things after that if we can find a way this week. Hey, man, listen. On a serious note, even though I, I dumped on you saying that they were going to win the division and they they're going to go to the NFC title game and all that, I did mention on the preview show that you guys are good in the trenches. And that alone is going to be able to win games. Because the way I think of it is, especially if you're in the NFC, in order for you to be competitive, in order for you to have a chance to be good, you got to be able to compete with San Fran, Philly, and Dallas. And they're great on both sides of the offensive and defensive line. Yes. And Washington got that, man. And, yo, Chase Young, he's been he's been doing his thing contract year. So all those first-round picks that you guys invested in the defensive line as you're wearing, who is that? That's Payne? No, no, this is, uh, this is uh, Allen. Jonathan Allen. Jonathan, Jonathan Allen. Allen. So... It's it's coming into fruition, man. And and the enemy with Sam Howell, that was a big one too. And there's a lot of there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good for sure. And you should be happy. And and yo, you know what? Like, all right, you beat the Cardinals and you beat the Broncos. Both of them are winless. Yeah. But it don't matter because you came back against Denver. You were on the road in in Denver. Yeah. And you you. Beat who's on your schedule, bro? Like, damn! I you, I gotta show you love, and and one of my really good friends is also a uh, Washington fan. Okay, his name is also Josh. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I do remember you telling yeah, me. That, so yeah. yo, talk your shit, man. Good for you. Good for you. Give me another week. Yo, you know what I was thinking though, and uh, we're kind of gonna maneuver the show around. It's not gonna be the same structure because we opened up talking about. Washington. So I figured let's just get into the games of the week. Okay. But before we do, something as I was I was reading something about this upcoming week. It's crazy if you look at the draft class from last year, the quarterbacks from last year. Mm-hmm. Look at the ones that are playing really well. Sam Howell, Brock Purdy, late round picks. Yes. End of the draft picks. Yeah. I can't remember who else got drafted after Sam Howell, but yeah, not many. I mean, Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, and he's looking very relevant today. And then when you look at the the other the quarterbacks that went like before them, Kenny Pickett, been looking a little rough. I'm still I'm still optimistic. Yes, I don't want to. You know, yes. Let's not overreact to two games. Why but Why are you optimistic? I think the team is really good, man. That that and and that that's for me as well. The defense and Mike Tomlin is the reason why. Listen. They could be 0-2. They're 1-1. One one. So let's pump our brakes. Tomlin's already said that, you know, hey, look, listen, we have to get that figured out. We were doing well in the preseason. Let's get that feeling back. Um, you know, but that's that 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 for me as well is it's a good team overall. They do a little bit better, though. They'll be where they need to be. Shout out to Ryan Larkey in the chat. He says, love the live videos lately. Shouts to you, Ryan, for watching this. And for those of you listening in the audio, Every Monday and Wednesday, unless Josh is late, we'll be starting at 2.30 Pacific time. <laughs> the shade. Oh, my God. 2.30 Pacific time on Mondays and Wednesdays. If you're listening to the audio, you'll be able to watch the whole podcast on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Veterans Minimum. The best sports betting vibe on the internet. I want to go back to the quarterbacks. Yeah. Kenny Pickett. Malik Willis. Yes. Desmond Ritter. Yes. Brock Purdy and Sam Howell right now, 
Dudes are balling. Both were winners too yeah. in college. Now, my question to you is, do you think how college football has changed? And, I, and I've said in the past, I think college sports kind of mid. I'm not a college sports guy. You are. Fan. You are. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I do. When, when they get to the final four, I'm very bougie, bro. When it gets to the final four and I got big teams and I got Ohio State and Michigan and then I got Clemson, maybe not Clemson this year, but I want to see good football. I'm going to get excited for 81 nothing like it was in week one. I'm not really into that. Yeah. I don't like it. But when it's quality, you know, Bama, LSU, Bama, Auburn, the rivalries, I'm into that. Yeah. Okay. I'm into that for sure. But I'm okay. not watching Liberty against Alabama. I'm just not doing that. That was a shot at Malik Willis. That was a shot at Malik Willis. Hey, man, listen. Keep the gloves on. I'm just taking, listen, yo, I got a haircut, bro. I am feeling spicy today. I don't know how to act. You got to keep the gloves up, man. That was a direct shot. Yo, what did you say to me before we started recording? You're like, yo, you definitely got a haircut. Oh, yeah, yeah. You definitely got a haircut for sure. You're, you're outside. You're outside <laughs> nah, today. Because you said I looked homeless. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No. Trust me. Listen, listen. We both have looked like vagabonds on our shows the last, you know what I mean, off and on. My fade goes in and out. I, I cut my fade a certain way that I can let it grow in and <laughs> not need to have the haircut. Bro, what's hilarious is I was telling my barber yesterday, Shouts to Chino. I was like, dude, I get three episodes where I feel good. Then when you see me starting to wear a hat, just know I'm calling because <laughs> I'm going to need an appointment ASAP. Just, I get three haircuts, bro. Every two weeks. Not three haircuts. I get three episodes yeah, yeah. that I feel like I feel good. Okay. But, all right. Back to the college thing, right? Do you think how college football now has become a... It's become a... So much more passing and like, remember in the past, it used to be these guys are going into the NFL and they're not playing in pro style offenses. Yes. Now all the offenses are pro style. So even if you're coming from like Iowa State or, you know, Michigan State and your Alabama's obviously, but even like the lesser schools, Wyoming, where Josh Allen is from. Do you think that's a reason why dudes are going? I mean, we've never seen a Brock Purdy situation, Mr. Irrelevant. Dude hasn't lost as a starter yet. Yeah. Do you think that's why these guys are transitioning into the next level and they're kind of finding success early? Uh, I mean, for me, I think, uh, uh, look, I'd, I I said this on my show, and this is going back for some months. I'd much rather take the smaller school quarterback than the big school quarterback. And my reasoning for it was the big school quarterback has everything. He's got the NIL deals. He has all the comforts. He has a, a world-class facility. He has a really nice, you know, they've got good locker rooms. They, he has cheetahs, five-star guys around him. So my job isn't nearly as hard as that kid that might be thrown to a two-star or a no-star trying to make it work. You know what I mean? Like, I'd much rather, I, if you're a winner at a smaller school or a school that doesn't have as much, like a Sam Howell, you know, UNC was not necessarily a, a football powerhouse. And during his time there, they were going to big-time bowl games and were going close to undefeated. Like, I'd much rather have that quarterback than someone coming out of an SEC school. And, and you look at it, like Stetson, Bryan, uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, won all those games, can't get drafted. Why? It's not because he's not talented. It's because he had so much. So he didn't really necessarily get to showcase what he really could do or couldn't do. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's my feeling. I think, um, but I do think that most of these quarterbacks are more ready because a lot of the NFL offenses are starting to curtail 
and bring in more of that college style in terms of the read options and the in the RPOs and all of those things. That was that was more college than it was NFL. That wasn't pro style. Now it's becoming pro style because that's what the quarterbacks are good at. So it's like we we got to figure out a way. You know I mean, and you think back to RG3. RG3 is really where that stuff, RG3 and Kaepernick, is really where that stuff started to become more uh, acceptable. Russell Wilson, too, in the beginning, when a lot of the RPOs and the, uh, the, re, the, you know, the, the read option stuff really became accepted, was, was RG3, truthfully. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff is now making its way in the NFL playbooks, and that's the reason why these quarterbacks are having a little bit more success, I think. I love it. It's hard to disagree with you. And you also said curtail, which is crazy. <laughs> that, was, that was good, man. That kind of made me jump on my seat a little bit. That was wild. <laughs> hey, let me ask you about this game. Uh, you you nervous about this one? Because you're definitely going to get tested. All right, Buffalo's playing the Commanders. Commanders are at home. Sellout. Sellout, yeah. I mean, you got new Back ownership. to back. That's two, got, two sellouts already to start You got the new season. ownership. You have excitement. You have optimism. You're 2-0. I can't remember the last time you guys were 2-0. 2011. Yeah. Rex Grossman. 2011 was Rex? Tw- yeah, 2011. Because remember, Rex got hurt. And then that's how we started to slide. Rex oh, got hurt. We started then, off hot. And then RG3 Re- came. RG3 came. Came after. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is going to be a big test. Because there's one thing about Josh Allen, when he plays, when he plays bad competition, and what I mean by that is we still don't know what Washington is. Like yes. it could it could be one of those things where come week eight we're like, yo, remember when they were two and zero, <laughs> and now and now they're like three and three and four, three and five, three and five, yeah, <laughs> that could happen because it happens year in year out. Yes, when he's a touchdown or more favorite. The line now is at minus six and a half, six, six and a half on wager attack. It's six and a half on wager attack. He's like 16 and one in those games. Really? Like he, not against a spread, but But just winning the game. Yeah. Like when he's expected to win. Now, when he plays the Bengals and the Chargers and like those upper echelon teams in the AFC, maybe not the Chargers this year. We'll get to them in a little bit. (laughs) But like when he plays those like bar fights. Yeah. That's where he struggles. But when he plays these, like, lesser opponents, yeah, he dominates what he did last week. <clears throat> what he did last week against the Raiders. Washington definitely got that front four, which they could generate all that pressure. And the Buffalo O-line isn't really the best. And I think that's where this game could get a little feisty. I mean, it, this game for me is going to come down to two things. Like you said, the D-line... Um, and um, maximizing our moments, we've been doing a, we've been doing a solid job of you know getting getting into third and shorts, third and medium, not having third and nine and nine plus ten plus, um, taking it easy on Sam Howell. Sam Howell threw thirty first half passes this past week because the game had gotten out of hand. You know what I'm saying? But in e- even in those thirty passes, no picks. You know what I mean? He having picks over the course of the whole game. Um, he's been doing a great job taking care of the football. And uh, he said something in his interview, uh, I, I can't remember if that's today or yesterday, uh, where he was saying, where they were asking him about the Buffalo defense, he was saying how good they are. But however, they basically do what they do. They just do it elite. But they don't surprise you. So it's like, you know when you get certain looks, well, this is what they're going to do. This is where they are. This is where they're going to be. So I think that if we scheme it up right to attack certain things, that we'll have success. 
And so we'll see. I, I mean, I think I think it's a big game for Terry McLaurin. I think Terry McLaurin has a big game uh, this week. Um, I think this is the week he goes over 150 yards and really helps my fantasy team. Uh, I think it's that week. Um, and uh, I think I think my team wins by four. I think it's a tight game. I pray that we don't have to deal with a last second drive and and I have heart palpitations. That's that's uh, that's that's my key to to a good Sunday. Hey man, it's something uh 150 yards is wild. That's a monster game if Terry McLaurin could get that, but he made a hell of a catch last week. And that was a hell of a throw too by Sam Howell. And like, they're going to be interesting, man, because especially when they're still not that good in the secondary cuz they got a lot of young guys in there. Yeah, yeah. But like Forbes, the DB. Yep, yep. But I think when you could just rush four, it just, uh, dude, I talk about this all the time, bro. I saw it happen with my team. Yes. My team won Super Bowls when our, our best corner was Prince of Mukamara and, and Aaron Ross. Aaron Ross. You know, Corey Webster was a beast. Like, Corey Webster was the PFF darling. I don't know if PFF was around that time, but like, if you knew that Corey Webster yeah. at corner, you're like, yo, you actually watch football. Like, he was one of those guys. He never really got a lot of crazy interceptions, but. You know, R.W. McCorders. Like, we had some legends in this. R.W. McCorders. Wait a bro. minute. Wait, wait. You got to talk about my guy, Bruce Johnson. That was, that's my friend. That's Miami's, yeah. Miami's own, Bruce Johnson. That was Let's my guy. Go. That's Let's my go. guy. I want to mention something from a betting perspective that's really interesting. And just be careful when you see some of these trends. Like, Buffalo, they're 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine games against the, com- the Commanders. Oh, wow. Okay. But this is also not... I hate trends like this because how often do you play Buffalo? Like every two nah, years? Every yeah, yeah every two to four, play, two to four. Yeah. Two to four. How much different was shit then? You know? Like, well, I mean, that's going back at least 15 to 16 years. Probably further, bro. This probably, is yeah. like into the 90s probably. Yeah, yeah. So these trends, it's it's cool, but a lot of people will post trends. It's not like in-division trends. yes. Like individual yes. trends, those mean more to me, especially if if the quarterbacks have been the same. If Burrow and Lamar, how often do th- them two play each other? Then when you look at Ravens and Bengals trends, that's that's a, that's a trend. Yeah, but when you're looking at stuff like this, you know, Buffalo is eight and one straight up in their last nine games against Washington. I'm not saying this to dump on you. I'm just saying no. this to sort of bring awareness to the fact that these trends are. Not as important as other ones. Yeah, right? Bengals and. Bengals and Chiefs, for example, I'd look at those trends because they've played each other so many times in the last four years with the same sort of iteration. Same teams, yeah. It's been Burrow and Mahomes. So just something important. I've been harping on this for many, many years. And when you're looking at it, so the line opened up at minus five and a half, quickly got that up to minus six and a half. And I don't know if I'm going to make this a contest pick. I don't feel confident enough to do that. Because that's a lot of points for a team with a good front going up against a really... It's a mismatch in the trenches for Buffalo's O-line to the defensive line for Washington. And a lot of people are betting Buffalo, man. That's why the line is moving up. So I would just be cautious. If it gets to like seven and a half, I'll probably take Washington. Mm. And the way it's trending, it'll probably get there. So I think Buffalo wins this game. I'm definitely not going to bet it. But... It's funny how after game one, people are like, yo, they're going to trade Diggs. Him and Allen got beef. They don't really fuck with each other. Yeah, yeah. And now it's... We talked about it on the preview show. Right. Remember? We talked about right. it. Right. And then 
they go out there and they thump the Raiders. And now everything is fine in Buffalo. They're circling the wagons. So it, it, week to week, my favorite thing about football is how funny the week to week conversations get. I, I don't even want to talk about that because like I like I hate my fans. And I've said this all along. Oh, Chase Young, you know, he's trash. He's this. He gets one game in a sack and a half. And it's like, oh, Chase Young, we got to figure out a way to re-sign him and Montez. And it's like, bro, I've been saying that the whole time. Like, the man's been hurt. When he was healthy, he's been dominant. But when he got hurt, it's like, like, how do you not know that he got, like, as a fan, as a person, how do you not look at, okay, well, he got hurt, like, week 10 of, two seasons ago. Well, obviously, he ain't going to come back until at least week 10 of the next season. And then when he comes back, he's not really healthy. And it's like, oh, he's this, he's that. And it's like, I just hate stupid fans. Like, if someone's trash, you can call them trash. But when someone has shown you that they're not, but they're not healthy, you have it's the same thing they did with RG3. RG3 was out there with one leg. And my fans were like, oh, RG3 isn't this anymore. It's like, bro, he just won us 10 games a year prior. Like, we do not, like, uh, I don't know about your fan base. Your fan base, from what I saw when I went to that game, you guys do a really good job of supporting. Even when someone's not playing well, the Giants fans stay stay the course. You'll talk your, tr no, you guys will talk your trash, but, like, you won't go all the way out off the reservation, not to use a Redskins pun intended, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys don't go all the way overboard. You don't start claiming scalps constantly. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, I don't know, man. I think there's a give and take. Like, if, if you go out there, you have nine straight three and outs, you're going to get booed. Yes. Like you're going to get booed. As you should. You know who ruined RG3's career? Outside of Shanahan and, and, and Dan Snyder? Nah. Probably RG3. Nope. Dang. All right. Well, I'm out. You're out? Yeah. Adidas. Oh, all in for week one? <laughs> Do you remember the the campaign for yeah. him to come all, back? All in for week one. <laughs> all in for week one. And bro, he wasn't ready. Yeah. So you rush him. Yeah. Never was the same. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't. He got hurt in January, bro. He got hurt the... Well, no, no. Remember, remember he tore his LCL first. Haloti Nada with that like whip. Mm. And that was like end of November because he missed... Right, but then they made the playoffs. Yes. And he got we, hurt in the playoff game, which was in January. Yes, yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you wanted him to be ready in September. Yes. Not, again, not everyone's AP, bro. Adrian Peterson, he ruined he ruined a lot of dudes with that daggone ACL recovery. And it was the same year, too. Same year? Sorry. Well, it was, no, it was the year before. The year before, but it, that was the year that he ran for the 2,000 yards and yep. he won MVP. Mm -hmm. So everyone's like, oh, AP did it. It's like, yeah, but he's also a freak of nature. Yeah. He did it. He did it on our field. Yeah. Similar place. Yeah. And, uh, and it happened. That was the last game of the season. So that was the end of December is when that happened. Yeah. But... RG3's yeah. career was ruined by Adidas. Uh, that's that's that. fair. That's fair. Because if they don't have that campaign all in for week one, I'm glad you remember the name of it because I forgot, but I remember Yeah, no, it that, a, that's it. Dude, there was a, <laughs> there was a commercial. Yep. Commercials. <laughs> with an S. <laughs> those plural. Yeah, it was plural. <laughs> I remember yeah. watching those documentaries on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and you know, it's, uh, we haven't even talked about Nick Chubb, bro. Yeah. My Talk about goodness. injuries. Poor right. guy. He got hurt Monday night. And it was so bad that you heard the crowd react to the video before they showed the replay. Mm -hmm. When you were, I was watching the game 
and uh, Joe Buck and Aikman, they're calling the game, and they go, we don't even want to show you how gruesome it is. And as they're saying it, they're panning to Steeler players, and then you hear a, oh, from the crowd. Yeah. Because they were showing the replay. And uh, it brings up a fascinating conversation about the running back. Like, this is why these dudes. Yeah. Like, bitch and moan in, the, in a positive sense. Yeah, no, no. They, yes, yes. Because, again, he hurts that same knee that he hurt in college. Which, they, like, bro, he also has suffered two of the most gruesome injuries. Yeah, well, I didn't realize that uh, he had torn that knee to shreds yeah. until Adam Schefter. <laughs> Did you see Adam Schefter's tweet? Oh, this guy Well, I, see, people were coming for him, and I was like, you know what? But I didn't know that. So, like, that was actually, like, that actually was news because he was like, it was the same knee that he did this too. And it was like, dang, same knee. That's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it was informative. Like, people were like, oh, Adam Schefter, like, don't say it like that. And was, I didn't find it. Well, he got that. heat with Dwayne Haskins. I remember that one too. Because when Dwayne, the Dwayne Haskins incident went down, his first, like his main tweet when he announced it was former bust or like didn't pan out and watch, like something journeyman quarter. He kind of dumped on his career when the dude just passed away. That's when Adam Schefter really started getting heat. They're like, bro, read the room, dude. Yeah. Like just mention that this dude got into this crazy accident and he passed away. Don't start immediately dumping on his career. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. That's yeah. why it's like, yo, read the room and and sort of just say, hey, man, this guy passed away. It's unfortunate. Rest in peace. Yeah, to, to his family. family. Yeah. Don't go and say, ah, oh, didn't guy, work. It didn't, didn't work. work out in Washington. Couldn't, couldn't like, throw a 10 yard out. <laughs> like, you can't do that, bro. It's just yeah. not so time and place. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was unfortunate, man. And, and it sucks because the way the offense for, the Browns is constructed. It was him, all him. Yeah, like him play action. Him play action. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I hope he comes back, man. He was a really fun player to watch, and and one of the last like bell cows. Did you hear that um, he might have also torn um, an artery in that knee? Yeah, it's bad, bro. It's and like, and if that was the case, then they might have to amputate his leg. That I didn't hear, but that's crazy. Yeah, well, because it was like if he tore that artery from where it was, it was like the loss of blood loss would like the knee would no longer have function and he could have his leg amputated. When I heard that, I was like, yo. But you know, there's you you know how the internet works and you don't know what's what and yeah. up is down. And so but just hearing that as a possibility was was very saddening. There's a game this weekend. That the wrestling fan in me is excited for. Okay. And it's between the Chargers and Minnesota. And the reason why the wrestling fan in me is excited for this is because this is a loser leaves town match. Get out of town. You remember these kind of matches? Yeah, you yeah, watch yeah, wrestling? yeah. It's like if this guy loses this match, he's getting released. He got to go to a different company. You have two 0-2 teams. In the history of the NFL, only three teams have won a Super Bowl that started 0-2. Do you know them? Patriots is one. Patriots is one in 2001. I'd say the Niners probably. Nope. No. But you're close. Think okay. of a Niner rivalry in the 80s. In the 80s? Uh, probably the Giants. The Giants are the other one in 07 when we beat the Patriots. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 18 and Eli, baby. But, but, it, but okay, but 80s. My Redskins? Nah, very, now you're getting warm. Now you're very warm. Well, it's not the Cowboys. And it's it not is the, the Cowboys, bro. 
Cowboys? You said the 80s. That's what messed me no, up. No, no, no. So, because you said the Niners, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I yeah. mentioned the rivalry that they had in the 80s. Okay. It was the 90s, really. With it was, the, with it the, was a, yeah. one of the 90s teams started out 0-2. I don't know exactly which one. I was talking about it on okay. Monday with George, and uh, I should have went and done the research. But those are the only <laughs> three teams. And now, the Bengals are the only team since this new iteration of seven playoff teams yep. in each conference to make the playoffs after starting 0-2. And if you go 0-3, like, the, the odds just get worse and worse for you. Cancel Christmas. So this is a, this is a loser leaves town match. And, bro, it's going to be fireworks because I think both defenses struggle to stop one another. But, man, Josh, I'm kind of fed up on both of these teams, bro. They listen. They're both, and I, I can't. I, I've done too many shows at this point. I never know if I've said it here. Or I've said it on my show, but they're both yeah, but teams. Remember how Chris Berman used to always talk about yeah, but the Chargers always were a yeah, but team um, with Tomlinson and and um, and Philip Rivers and those guys. Uh, the Vikings similar setup. You know, we we talk about them with you know going what was it eleven and one last year in one score games. Well, they're they're zero and two this year in in one score games. Oh, imagine oh. if someone would have told you this. It would. We talked about it. Yeah, we've talked. Yeah, you know I mean, like, so you we just already can't account. You just can't account for that. Not not and especially the the nature of the one score games that they were involved in. A lot of them were comebacks. You know, obviously they had the biggest comeback of all time versus the Colts. Like, you know, they had a lot of games. And look, you already know if anybody's ever watched me on this show or on mine, how I feel about Kirk Cousins. So. Yeah, I listen. If it was in if it was in LA, I would definitely say LA. It being in Minnesota, um, the Chargers, especially with no Eckler too, um, that's the that's the only thing that gives me pause on the Chargers just coming in because I feel like the Chargers definitely are the better team. Um, but the Vikings do have the better player, and that's Justin Jefferson. So we'll we'll see. You know what's crazy, bro? Football is so wild because Minnesota last year went 13-4. and four, mm-hmm. And watching them through the first two games, I feel like the team is better this year. Probably. Probably. <laughs> last year they were they, like, like when you guys drew them, when the Giants drew them in the first round, I was like, <laughs> bet everything on the Giants. Yeah. That was the first time I think a, a home playoff team ever felt like because I don't even remember what that line was. Minus three. They gave him yeah. three points. Because yeah. Minnesota's a tough place to play. Sure. Sure. With with the skull yeah. and all that good stuff. But They yeah. took that shit from the Euro Cup, bro. Really? Iceland. You don't remember Iceland in oh. 2016? Oh. They used to do that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. That shit from there. I don't know if, I don't know if Minnesota. I don't know if Minnesota did that beforehand. I no, no, that started. That started, that started uh, with the new stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't start because I because I didn't know. I was like, when did that start? I was like, that's dope. I was like, I didn't know they did that. And but uh, I actually asked a uh, Viking fan, and they were saying, no, that started with the new stadium. That was something that they started when they got the new stadium. It opened in 2016. That was right after the Euro Cup. The new stadium. Yeah, yeah. that new stadium can't be that old. It's that old? Yeah, bro. They had a Super Bowl there. That's where the Super Bowl was. But I didn't feel like it was that old. Wow. I think that Super Bowl was uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, New England. I'm wow. pretty sure that was the Super Bowl. Wow. Let's really? see. Let's see. I got it up here. Wow. Um, 
That's interesting. All right. I Major did. events, 2016. They had the X Games. Shout out to the X Games. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry. The Super Bowl was 2018. It was the Eagles and the Patriots. Okay. Yeah. Well, you weren't yeah. you weren't wrong in terms of the Patriots. Oh, you knew. Yeah. Wow. The Patriots yeah. in the Super Bowl. You weren't. You're right. It, it opened in 2016. Wow. I did not realize that it had been open that long. And yo, all these all these new Fair venues enough. that get opened up, one of the things that they're promised by the NFL is that they'll be able to host a Super Bowl. Yes. That's why Super Bowls in Vegas is here. Yep. Um, That's why I want a dome. That's why I want a dome so bad. Yeah, I feel like all the stadiums now should be domes, bro. I don't. I still, I still love outdoor football, especially in places where like weather isn't going to be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, like if weather, like okay, like you know, Texas, the Texas teams can have open air stadiums. Anywhere in the South can have open air. Um, Seattle, they have a lot of rain. But, yeah, you know I mean, it's not terrible. Um, San Fran, I guess, is all right. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, still, I still like it. I, I, like, I like football being outside. And this game features two running backs that, you know, Madison had a rough game last week, and he got some death threats Oof. and, and racist threats. Yeah, racist yeah, threats. we were talking about that on Monday. Yeah. And then Austin Eckler, he's heard already. Another guy who Nick Chubb. Austin Eckler, they were a part of the Zoom, the running back Zoom conversations. So, again, these guys want to get paid, and they should get paid, right? Like, again, I understand that I'm a hypocrite here because it's there's not a more polarizing position in professional sports for me, and there's not one where I kind of, like, am hypocritical over. Yeah. Because I want them to get paid. I want all athletes to get paid. But then if I'm the owner GM, I don't know if I would want to pay him. I don't well, want it to be someone else's problem. Well, I, I would say this. For the amount of money that the NFL makes and the amount of money that these teams and organizations make, pay the players. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of what, okay, what's the what's the salary cap right now? The salary cap is like probably like 170 somewhere. It's like, it's 100, it's over 160 million. I know that. If you think about the amount of money that the NFL makes in a year. 224. It's up to two hundred million, dot, bro. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, bro, it makes sense because these quarterbacks are making forty, yeah, yeah, 50, yeah. 50 now. It's not forty anymore. It's fifty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to pay them. You know, we've talked about it. I've talked about it on my show. Um, shortening that initial rookie contract so these guys can get to free agency quicker, so they can get to uh, possibly abolishing the the uh, franchise tag. So then now that opens up more of a market of. I can go to the highest bidder. So then that helps push salaries up higher as well. Um, they, they, have to pay the, they have to pay the running backs. Um, but I mean, listen, you pay the running backs that are different. The reason that they're not paying the running backs now is because so many of these guys can be replaced. If you're just a solid running back, like we have a great O-line. Okay, great. Our O-line is creating craters in the defense any running back worth his salt is going to be able to go get a thousand yards, so we right. don't have to pay. But the running back, like a Saquon Barkley, like an Austin Eckler, like a Dalvin Cook, those running backs that can be three down backs can do this. I can catch, I can run, I can you know I can go out here run routes. Like those guys are different. Those guys deserve to be paid more. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it just is what it is. No, I feel you, bro. You know what's crazy? Also, staying with these two teams. Two quarterbacks that get a lot of shit from people. Really? Justin Herbert, you feel like gets a lot of crap? I think Justin Herbert now is getting some heat, bro. Huh. 
There's some people that they, you know, the whole thing came about him being a social media quarterback and that kind of like spiraled out of control last year. But uh, it was Emmanuel Acho was talking about it. But what he really meant was that he's a social media quarterback in the sense that when he starts going crazy, mm. social media goes wild. It has yeah. like that Pat Mahomes effect where it's like, holy shit, did you see that throw that he Justin made? Justin Herbert. Yeah. Right. And he has like, he looks the part, right? And his numbers this year, he has 534 total passing yards, three touchdowns. Last week, I think him and Lamar were the best quarterbacks on the field on Sunday. And then, bro, Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk is balling, dude. Six touchdowns, one interception, over 700 yards passing. But there's so many instances, bro, and I know you're hating this because you hate Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but there's so many situations, dude, where he's just, like, being hit and throwing the ball away or yeah. kind of throwing it out of bounds. and Or he'll do that when... uh you know, like when they blow the whistle dead and the quarterback will kind of just like underhand toss it to the ground? Yeah. He'll do that like in a live scenario. Like he'll be rushing. He'll just like throw it to the ground. Yeah. It looks very ugly when he's doing it. But he's having a really good year, man. It's just that now, like I've been talking about for years, that this shit happens. The one-score games is not going to happen for you like it did the year before. And and you shouldn't want it to, truthfully. You, yeah. you should want to be better than that. Yeah. And... And I think I think Justin Herbert is getting some heat because it's still the coach, and we'll get to the coach in a segment a little bit later. But eventually, like they're going to get rid of Brandon Staley. They're not going to get rid of the quarterback. They just gave him a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah, and then that's when it's going to start. Yo, bro, what's good with you? All right, you're an NBA guy. How many times do you see dudes come into the league? And the first, like, three, four years, it's he's the next one. He's the next one. He's the best player in the league, Luka, Giannis. And then after, like, year five or six, you're like, yo, bro, you got to start winning. <laughs> you got to get to a conference finals. You got to win a championship. Zion. Zion, yeah. In the beginning, it's, oh, yo, he's electric. We've never seen a guy like this. We've never seen a guy playing point guard, and he's 6'11", 7' whatever. And then it's, Hey, man, you got to start winning, bro. <laughs> you got to stay on the court. And that's the same thing that's going to happen with Justin Herbert if yes. it's not happening already. Like, how many more excuses can you give this guy? And everyone knows that listens to the show, like, I fucking love Justin Herbert. I think he's incredible. I think he's in that conversation with these guys. But this is the kind of game where you got to take that shit by, by your own hands and be like, yo, bro, we're not losing him. We're not going 0-3. Yeah. We just can't. So I'm really excited for this game. Even though the records don't show it, like, oh, it's two 0-2 teams, like, this is a season ender potentially for whoever loses this game. No, a thousand percent. This and, and to your point, this could definitely be a slugfest because both, like you said, neither team is look. Both teams are looking at this like this is our season. Yeah, it so has to be. If, and if we're not looking at it that way, then you already lost the season anyway. But yeah, zero and three, you can't have it happen. Um, you know this. This is the game where you know Justin Herbert has to has to step out. He's got to he's got to grab at the brass ring for sure. Who you got in this game? I gotta go with the Chargers. I I can't you know I can't do anything for Minnesota. Yeah, but I do think Justin Jefferson might go off. So there is that side of it. Oh man, what a take! <laughs> I'd flick I think you Justin off. Jefferson <laughs> is gonna go off. The best wide receiver in the league, who's matchup proof, and it don't matter who he goes over against. <laughs> Congrats, Josh. Hey, hey, awesome, listen. Awesome analysis. Awesome analysis. What listen, the hell? listen. Justin Jefferson also cost them that game last week, too. That's fair. 
Oh, you got like the worst part was because see, I was watching on my phone because you know I'm usually moving and shaking, and so I'm watching on my phone, and so at first glance, it's like, oh yeah, he reached out the ball, and then like I like started slowing down and zooming in, and I'm like, oh no, he lost that ball. You idiot! <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, By the way, you know why that happened, right? Uh, talking about the hit? Nah, why he fumbled at the one yard line over there? Like, why that play happened? Why? Because I bet him anytime touchdown. Uh- <laughs> It's the same thing like Jameer Gibbs. Bro, every Thursday night football so far, there's been a guy that should walk in yeah. and score a touchdown. <laughs> Does it happen for you? Doesn't happen. Jameer Gibbs jukes the shit out of a linebacker, walk in touchdown. Turf monster gets him. <laughs> and last week, Justin Jefferson goes to reach for the pylon, plus 110, anytime touchdown, fumbles, touchback. I'm like, oh, there goes 50 bucks. Dang. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. It feels like it only happens to you, right? Whenever you have those bets. Yeah. Or maybe it's your fantasy team. You're like, bro, I ended up losing by four. Holy shit, it's because of that. I I lost literally by 0.2 points on Monday night football. Damn. Uh, I hate to see it. I, 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 like, I went into Monday night football. I think I was up 30. I was up like 20-something or 30. And I was like, as long as these two dudes don't go off, we should be good. And... um. I forget who he had on the Steelers. He had the receiver from the Steelers, and he, like, had a had a game. I was, like, praying on the man's downfall for a fumble. I was like, please, dog, give me a fumble. Somewhere in here and drop some points back. Didn't happen. What's the, what's the worst Monday night football miracle you've experienced in fantasy, whether it was in your favor or against? I have an all-time one. I don't think anything beats mine. I'm up 88 points. No. 88 points. He has Drew Brees and Darren Sproles. Same team. No. And they're playing the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football. Brees threw four touchdowns. Sproles caught a lot of full PPR. Yeah. Bonuses, like 400-yard bonus, 100-yard bonus. We ended up losing by two points. <laughs> he got, he he got, got 90, 90, 90 points. points. Oh, I, my bad. He had the Saints defense also. I'm sorry. He had the Saints defense also. So, Sproles, like, housed a punt. Yeah. So, he double dipped because he scored the touchdown and then the Saints defense scored oh a touchdown. Oh, my God. So, that's a 12-point play. Oh, no. I got I to gotta bring it out. I got to bring it out. But oh, I'll, ne- I'll never forget that game. It was like yeah. a... You were counting money. There's no it was a regular way. Season game, bro. That's the yeah. worst. That's the worst defeat of my life. Yeah, no, I'm all set. I, I I have nothing that's gonna even try to approach that. So no, this one this one hurt enough. Cause I this this is in, this is in the American Fan Fantasy League, and I'm the commissioner, of course. And so taking that L, I'm 0 and 2. My other fantasy team, I'm doing well. I'm 2 and 0 right now. But that one also has Patrick Mahomes and, and yeah, yeah. Saints, plenty of help. Yo, 2013. It was a Monday Night Football game. 2013. Breeze had 413 yards, four touchdowns. Throwing touchdown, by the way, was six points, not four points. 400 yards was plus five bonus. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Darren Sproles rushed for a touchdown. He had Yikes. A, it was rough, bro. That's uncalled for. That's, that's, that was crazy. You nothing, hate to, nothing you hate to see even, it. No, nothing will ever beat that. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Legends, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bedroom. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. 
You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part about it, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew tablets are made in the U.S. and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex and better strokes. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code VM at checkout. Just pay $5 for the shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code VM, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we can't thank BlueChew enough for sponsoring the podcast. Fucking nailed it. Hey, legends, do you ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world with a like-minded tribe? Let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Airbnb, and Raya had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bond with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Dive into curated experiences, and with their platform, it's never easier to find your tribe and see the globe. Don't just travel make memories with fly me out use code vm for expedited application review we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But speaking of Monday Night Football, that's the other game I want to talk about. The Bucks play the Eagles. Yo, Tampa Bay, they still got. And that was something that we were talking about on the previous show, how of all the teams that had the worst odds in the NFL from a betting standpoint, mm. that's the one team that still had a lot of talent. Yes. And I mean, you're, you're seeing that. You did, like, look, listen, they were moments away from trading uh, um, Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole talk. Like, oh, we're going to have to trade Mike Evans. Going to have to trade Chris Godwin. And then it was like, maybe we should hold on to our all pros and, and pro bowlers. Yeah, maybe we still need good players. Like, it's, it's, uh, listen, you, you know, George, uh, George loves him some Baker Mayfield. So mm -hmm. he's, I gave him his moment on the show on Monday to talk about Baker Mayfield. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it, look, that division is still a weak division, still ripe for the taking. 
I, I I told you both that the Saints take was a horrible take. Oh, they're still they're two and zero. Are they two and zero? I think they're one. Are, no, they are two and zero. They're two and zero. Still a horrible take. It's a horrible sure. take. They're not winning thirteen games. You're still sticking by that after watching what you've seen. Michael Thomas is back. Michael Thomas almost got deboated to Daggle. <laughs> Michael Thomas better watch his back is what he should do. <laughs> that dude, that's a big boy that came after that. Derrick Brown. He, he pressed him. <laughs> but yo, they got, look, they're getting Kamara back too. It's going to add to the offense. That's fair. I think the Saints, the Saints, look, they're 2 0. You can't shit on that take what, when they're 2 0. What is, like what has Olave done so far? I haven't, I haven't really looked at their not, numbers. Not no, nothing crazy, right? Like Michael Thomas has stepped up though, and he, one of the plays I gave out on the Patreon was over four and a half catches. It was oh, like yeah. plus 120. He had five catches in the first like four drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's he's kind of back. Like he's back to being him as usual. He's stuff. back, huh? He's back, yeah. All right, all right. Um, so like, yeah, bro, they're two, they're two and all. How are you going to shit on me for that take? Easy. Because I know what my eyes have seen. <laughs> they look shaky. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also 2-0. So like they, they, they are 2-0. And their defense is still legit. I still think the Saints defense is really good. It's probably the best defense in the division. I'm sticking by that, bro. They're going to be the one seed. Be best defense is better than the Bucs, you think? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I haven't, I haven't seen much of the NFC South this year. I'm not even going to lie to you. I haven't watched. I haven't really watched any of their games. Is there, is there any concern that you have with the Eagles? Yes. Thousand percent. The Eagles do not like, uh, and I've said this, like if we win this week, like the talking back again about my commanders, if the commanders win this week, going into that Eagles game three and oh, bro, with all to play for, mm. <laughs> I won't be talking a lot of stuff because the Eagles, they just, they like, I feel like one thing that the Vikings did expose was that the Eagles still might not know who they are right now. Remember, we talked about it before as far as losing both your coordinators, still having a young head coach in, in Sirianni, like still figuring all that stuff out. That's a lot to take on. Like this isn't Andy Reid losing both his coordinators or Bill Belichick losing both his coordinators and having a, a farm system of, of position coaches like, oh, we'll just position this guy and he'll be fine. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, this wasn't that. This was a young head coach with a young coordinator staff so, okay, we looked great. Now, okay, take all that away and then restart. It's, it, was, it, was a, it was a bigger task than I think people were really giving it. And um, they, they just haven't looked great. And now they've had injuries. You know what I mean? The Kobe Dean going down. Um, I, I want to say one of, their, one of their corners has gone down. Um, and then yeah, they, got a couple, they got a couple people like Bradbury, Matt, Maddox is out. Yeah. Uh, he tore his peck. Um, you got... Uh, Nicobe Dean, like you mentioned, Blankenship, the safety. He's Blankenship is he's he's hurt now too. Yeah, yeah. man. Like uh, Bradbury's in concussion protocol. He he's lucky enough that the game is on Monday. Okay, but yeah, you're seeing it, and bro, also like Jalen Hurts does not look like he did last year. He's still running. Yeah, and like from a fantasy standpoint, he's balling. But that's why fantasy is so misleading. Yeah, it's very misleading. And I think that there's some issues that they're having. Devontae Smith seems to have stepped up, like, even more so. Yes, A.J. Brown hasn't really done much this year. Yeah, they both got the same amount of catches. They're both playing—you know, they're, they're fine. But I just think 
the crazy thing with them is if this DeAndre Swift thing carries over, and this is like a real, and it was a big worry I had, bro. When they signed, because I've always been a Swift guy. Yeah. And a little banged up. And also, he never really had an offense to play behind. Like, the lines just got good the last eight games of last year. Yeah, right? that's like, right. Offensively. That's right. He so, was, he never really had, he was always the main focal point. Yeah. And St. Brown didn't emerge until later on. And then when he goes to Philly, I was like, this is a prime Philadelphia Eagles move that they get this like old veteran, like the Alshon Jeffries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. They get these guys later in their career where you're like, ah, the best is behind them, but just something about Philly. Yeah. Howie Roseman is like, we got, let's buy low on this dude. And then he goes, bananas 175 yards i mean i i said on monday um a lot of it wasn't a lot of it was on like two or three carries like a lot of those he he had like 16 carries for like 80 yards nine you know 70 some yards the majority of the game he got he really got those yards at the end of the game when the game was kind of already in hand um but uh I, i can't did he have 25 carries he had more than twenty five carries. Yeah, yeah, and and if and, and if that isn't his career high, I know that's top three. That's close to it. Um, and for a man with his history, it's very dangerous. It's a very dangerous game to play. So that was kind of my take out of it. Like, okay, you won this game. You needed him for this game, but in the long run, did you end up, you know, cutting your nose to spite your face? So that's that's kind of my question with with the Eagles as well. I just think it's hard for you to lose both your coordinators and not have it be an issue. Like, Philly's going to get it together because they have so much talent. But again, you start adding up these injuries. Uh, these are cluster injuries to the DBs. Yes. Guess what? You got Mike Evans and Godwin and Baker, who seems to have his swagger back. Like, he's been humbled, bro. Last couple of years, he's been humbled. You for came sure. in as the man. You won the Heisman. You're the number one pick. Winning, been, getting commercials. Right? You know what I mean? And then you've, commercials. Been, you've been called out by other players' fathers. You've been traded to Jesus, teams. You've been yeah. cut. And it's like, yo, you go from being the man to now you ain't shit. You get this opportunity that you stumble into in Tampa. You win the job. And you got you got dogs, bro. You still got yeah. Evans. You still got Godwin. It's the main reason why Brady even went there in the beginning. That's right. From day one. Because he's right. like, oh, dude, I got these guys. Oh, and a defense. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're seeing Baker. This is the best roster that I think he's been on. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean. I think he, he's better than what. Cleveland. The, the, the dream team Cleveland team had. Yeah, because remember, that was Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham coming off of a torn ACL. Yeah. That wasn't like, like, and and those guys weren't battle-tested. Like, Jarvis right. Landry had never right, won. Right. Odell had never won. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to some winners. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady walked into a team that hadn't won, but he had won. I love I love Tampa Bay this week. I think Tampa Bay moves to 3-0. and This was, Ooh. yeah, this was a game that, Allen and Kenny were going to be on the show, but they had some emergencies at this cater too. They're both good for those of you listening and watching. But I had told Allen, I was like, yeah, I want to talk about this game. He's like, bro, I don't want to talk about Tampa. I was like, you should because they're moving to 3-0. and Wow. I think they're winning Monday night. It's in, uh, it's in, it's Tampa, in Tampa Bay. It's in Tampa. And the Eagles are minus five. Can we stop ESPN putting a doubleheader Monday Night Football at the same time zones. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like, it was cool when it's like, oh, okay, Monday Night Football, all right, we got a game going at four, we got a game going at eight. 
Right, right, right. That's cool. Yeah, but, but stacking them, they're about like an hour four, apart. Yeah, four fifteen and five fifteen. While well, like, like this past week, I was well this week, I was like, oh, games oh, going on at the same time. And they had Carolina on ESPN. Yeah, you on. have to go on ESPN Plus to watch Pittsburgh. It's like, come on, bro, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah. <laughs> but yo, I like I like Tampa, man. I think Tampa is. I think Tampa wins this game. Tampa is definitely going to be a a pick that I'm, I'm leaning towards putting into the contest. Okay, money line pick. No, no, no. It's against the spread. So I'm hoping they could hang plus six. That'd be that'd be great at plus six. I would like that. But it is being bet down because a lot of pros are coming in on Tampa. Tampa Bay was a team that a lot of professional bettors that I talked to out here were, they were pretty optimistic because of the talent. And and one of them kind of painted the picture for Tampa Bay early. Like, yo, Baker's going to go in there. He's been humbled. He has a lot of talent on this team. And they're going to be fine because they also... It was also a knock on the Saints, like how you were knocking the Saints. But it was funny how we just completely eliminated Tampa Bay from... Like even conversation. Yeah. Everyone's like, yo, it's the Saints, it's Atlanta, and then maybe Carolina. But no, Atlanta, no. I, didn't, I, I, knew, I knew that Carolina's the worst. Nah, Carolina had a lot of hype until, until the preseason when they saw Bryce Young. And like, <laughs> bro, Bryce Young, it's weird, man. He, um, I don't think he's it, dude. I think my favorite of the young quarterbacks so far this year... Through two games, C.J. Stroud. Okay. And he was the one that I was the least confident in. Okay. What do you think about uh, Will Levis uh, breaking up with his girlfriend? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> hey, man, heartbreak can turn turn shit around for you. <laughs> Broke up with his girlfriend uh, after the draft. His girlfriend's uh, social media tripled. Yeah. So <laughs> Great girl. <laughs> so they, they, Great broke, girl. they broke up. I just saw that today. Hey, before we move into our next segment, I want to give a shout out to the Patreon. We are at 81 members, and I can't thank you all enough for the contributions to the Patreon. And I want to give a big shout out to the members of the Patreon who are pledging in the $20 and $40 tier. We do have a big giveaway, two big giveaways in October, massive giveaways. I'm going to do a little spoiler. Uh, one is going to be a football helmet. Oh, nice, nice. That'll be done. One is going to be a, a football helmet, and the other one is going to be a pair of sneakers. Team of sh- team of choice? Nah, no team of choice, baby. We getting a VM football helmet. Shut up. Custom, yeah. It's going to go out to one of the members of the Patreon. Nice. And uh, I don't even have that shit. Bro. Yeah, I was about to say that's pretty dope. You need to like put. You need to make one and put it right there. I need some props, right? Yeah, yeah. Put it right there. That's actually a. Yeah, that's a right great spot. That's, that that's would some, be a dope spot. That's, that's actually oh, yeah. some really good, that's some good, yeah. that's some prime real estate right there. Abel Rezin, Ben and Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, Rune, Thomas Robinson. Thank you all to, thank you all for your contributions to the Patreon. And uh, yeah, we're at 81 members, man. I can't thank you guys enough. It means a lot for the support for the show. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys are crushing on these betting plays. We're doing the soccer stuff, UFC, NFL. And uh, also another thing I wanted to mention, and uh, if we could get this queued up, it was what I was supposed to do in the beginning of this show, but I forgot until now. Uh, moving forward, as you guys can see behind me, uh, these tweets are from podcasts on the network. Uh, you might be able to see some veterans minimum stuff, but of course the VM stuff isn't up through this cycle as I go to to point it out. <laughs> but uh, moving forward, man, I'm going to start implementing this this board on the show so you guys will be able to send your tweets in. We'll be able to fly the tweets up on the big board. So 
at Veterans Minimum on all social media, but especially on Twitter or X, but it's always going to be Twitter. Jeez. The same way that it's always going to be the Staples Center. It's the Staples Center again. It is? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. They, yeah, yeah, they, they, well, they, 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 because crypto, yeah, crypto, <laughs> crypto had a, had a, had a rough, had a rough year. <laughs> crypto been going through it. <laughs> crypto been going through it. So yeah, man, uh, the support has been great. Make sure you guys are following everything on social media and, uh, yeah, just big ups to everyone on the Patreon. Josh, before we wrap up this show, uh, the segment we were supposed to open the podcast with, um, and then immediately we just started talking about the commanders. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just go into our games of the week. <laughs> This segment, I'm calling it, I've seen enough. It could be positive or negative, however you want to spin it. But the concept of this one is I've seen enough, whether a pro or a con, about this team or this player, however you want to spin it. All right. I'll let you go first. Okay. I've seen enough, Sam Howe. I knew, you were, I knew that was going to perk you up too. I've seen enough. Uh, through the first two games of the season, um, he actually has the most yards and the most touchdowns, the least interceptions of any quarterback in the NFC East division. Um, I said in the beginning, you know, back on the preview show, and I feel like even on some other shows as well, the biggest thing I knew, Sam Howe, after watching those preseason games, I knew that he was throwing the ball on time. It was just down to him protecting the ball and getting protection. We have the players to help him. We just have always needed a quarterback and a scheme that would let our players play. So that's my first one is Sam Howell. Okay. I like that one. Mine is I've seen enough. Micah Parsons is the best player in the NFL, not named Patrick Mahomes. And I think already... He is the defensive player of the year. Already? And I know TJ Watt is having just as good say. of a season for yeah. sure. However, I think Michael Parsons impacts the game in more ways than TJ Watt does. Why Why do you think that? Because I think Michael Parsons is way more versatile. I'll, okay. I was going to say because of where they move him around yeah. to. He moves in so many different spots. Yeah, he drops back into coverage. Yeah. He could pick up running backs out the backfield. He clearly could rush the passer. But it's fascinating how good some pass rushers are right now in the NFL that can single-handedly swing games. Yeah. I think there's four of them. It's Parsons, Garrett, Watt, and Nick Bosa. What about uh, um, Derrick Brown? Derrick Brown? Yeah. I mean, he could swing on wide receivers on the other team. Wait, but... wait. No, no. Not Derrick Brown. Um, uh, what's his name from the, from the Saints? Uh, Jones. You're talking about Chris Jones? Chris Jones. Thank okay. you. Okay. Good call. That's who I was I'm saying. I'm glad that you finally got his name right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I, yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris Jones. Chris okay, Jones. so there's Chris five. Jones. There's Chris five. Jones. I stand corrected. But I think Parsons is... A tier above. Yeah. No, it, that's it's fair. It's the way we talk about the quarterbacks, where it's like, hey, man, it's Mahomes. And then there's <laughs> another tier. And, like, the gap is maybe this much, but it's still a gap. Yeah. And yeah, then it's yeah. Burrow and Allen and all the other guys. Yeah. Want Jalen Hurts, Lamar. You could put them all in together. That's fine. I think Parsons is here, and then it's like T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, yeah, Chris Jones. That next, that next group yeah. of great. I, I think he's, I think he's unbelievable, dude. And I was saying this last year too. How 
I don't think there's a guy that impacts a defense more than him. And I know there's a lot of stats, and I, I've been talking about it in the past, how Steelers last year, 8-2 and two with T.J. Watt in the lineup, 1-6 mm-hmm. and six without him. I just think that T.J. Watt can impact the game, and it's a hell of an impact off the edge. But Parsons, just the versatility is where I'm getting at. And I, yeah. I think he's already the best. He's the best player in the league, not named Pat Mahomes. No, that's fair. That's fair. Give me another one. Uh, my other one, I've seen enough Cincinnati Bengals. And not the way that you're thinking. Are you concerned? I'm not. Oh. I'm not at all. This is just who they are. They know what it's about. They know in the end, we want to be playing our best football in December. So getting us to that point, now granted, they don't want to fall much further. Yeah, because they're 0-2 in division. 0-2, 0-2. And in division. Well, outside of the Ravens, I don't know if they walk the Ra- I don't know if they can climb that all the way back and get to the winner of the division because we said we've said that we thought the Ravens were going to get 12 to 13 wins this year. Yeah. So if they can't go get that, probably won't get the division, but I don't think they care. Bro, amazing point because they were my Super Bowl pick and I didn't even have them winning the division. See? Because they've went into KC, they went into Tennessee, they went into Buffalo in the snow. They don't care. They don't care. <laughs> they so do they not just want to get in. So that's a fantastic point that you bring up. And I wonder if Joe Burrow is really hurt, hurt, and he just didn't want to sit out after getting the bag. He mm. just got paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. What would be the narrative and the the conversations if dude just signed for a quarter billion dollars? Yeah. And now you got to sit for a month because you're hurt? Well, remember, he you was— supp- they would have chewed him up. He was supposed to be out for the first three to four weeks. That right. was that was the—like, because I gave I gave um, uh, my guy Gabe uh, in the fantasy because he dry, he took Joe Burrow in the first round. And I was like, Gabe, I don't know how that's going to look. And Bro, then he played. What fantasy do you play in? I told you. I'm, mine, my— this- No, I know, but uh, you're taking a quarterback in the first round? Shoot. First pick of the draft was Patrick Mahomes. Do, is is passing touchdown six or yeah? Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I mean, so, and, and then I, mean, I can't and really then, talk shit because in in 2012 when I won the fantasy league, uh, the first like big money fantasy league that I had Brandon Marshall on the show and I was yeah. like, bro, you're the reason uh, that I ended up winning. He was a wide receiver one. I took yeah. Aaron Rodgers first, but that was seven points for a throwing touchdown. Oh, and he was coming off the MVP here, so that's why I took Rodgers. So okay. yeah, it's important to add context because because if you're taking, I never take quarterback until like round eight. Or on. Really? Yeah, bro. It's the, the dumbest thing you do in fantasy is is taking a quarterback early. I think it's I think it's a massive red flag for you because the drop-off between the number one quarterback and the number 10 quarterback yeah. is always a small it's like a 30 point difference. Yeah. 30, it's, 40, it's not it's not that it's huge not the, jump. But the difference between the number one wide receiver and the tenth, those are like big, big jumps. Yeah. Oh, and it's just that's fair. But if you have bonuses or if you have throwing touchdowns or yeah. six, then you take. Well, we uh, so, so mine I had bonuses, uh, throwing touchdowns, but then also big plays. So like a forty-yard play was this, a forty-yard touchdown play was this. Like yeah, you know I mean like I, there were there were other bonuses in there as well. I want to stay with this division, the AFC North. Yeah, I've seen enough. I think it's GG's for Deshaun Watson. I think he's fried. Good game. 
<laughs> yeah, not not great girl. Good game. Good game. Uh, I just don't think he got it anymore, bro. Dang. He don't. It just. It seems like with every throw he goes to make, it's like his life is on the line. It was. Every throw. Yeah. <laughs> every throw just seems weird. It seems like he's trying to force it. Now they lose Nick Chubb. Uh, he took two face mask penalties on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah, he did. Which is like wicked. Like how? How do you even? How, how do yeah. you even get one? Yeah, how like, do you get one? Yeah, yeah. two in the same game, bro. Like that's crazy. <laughs> they were on you. And man, it just seems it seems weird. And when we were talking about this division, I said that he's probably the worst quarterback in the division. And I got some heat for it on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok at Veterans Minimum. I got some heat for it because they're like, bro, it's Kenny Pickett. It's Kenny Pickett. It's like, dude, you guys are thinking about Deshaun Watson from 2020. It's been three years, bro. It's been a while since we've seen him be good. Wow. Listen, he's barely over 50% in both these games in terms of completion percentage. He was 16 of 29 in, in, the, in the blowout win of the Bengals for only a buck 54, one touchdown, one interception. Bro, he's and, been horrible. Yeah, and then this but past— But he had that long run against the Bengals, and he scores a touchdown, and everyone's going crazy. He's, he hasn't been good, dude. I no. think he's cooked, man. I 20, think he's cooked. 22 of 40 uh, versus the Steelers, 235, one touchdown, one interception. So he's 2-2 two and two on the season, touchdown, interception, interception ratio. He's, he's, he's zero. Wow. Yeah, it just all right. You know, I'm, now they and now they lose Nick Chubb, which is yeah. massive because the whole team was built around him. And they also one of their tackles got hurt too. Really? Conklin. Oh. So it's yeah, man, it's I, I'd be concerned, bro. That's not looking good. Yeah. He's I mean, not not hurt. He's out for the year. He tore no. his ACL. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was a knee injury, but he yeah. Jack Conklin torn ACL. Obviously, we know Nick Chubb. Wow. Uh, Jacob they, Phillips, their linebacker. He's out for the year with a peck. So now, because remember Cleveland, that offensive line was supposed to be one of the best offensive lines in That's the right. AFC, probably the best offensive line. Now he gets hurt there. You lose Nick Chubb. It's not looking good for Cleveland. And I just think Watson, and they gave him that money too that kind of set this yeah, whole he, shit off with the guaranteed contracts. So I think it's just a rough go for him, man. That that was mine. And then uh, I'll give you my last one. Um I think L.A. football, Los Angeles football. Okay. Got to go, bro. How? You got to Rams – Rams and Chargers can't play at SoFi. Do you I, see how many people from the other team go there? Did you see the Niners game? No. I bro, did. I'm going to send you the video, and I'm going to make sure to post this. The NFL account or one football account posted a Christian McCaffrey run, and the caption was, Look how many 49ers fans are at this game. Bro, it's red. Really? It's bad. Dude, when the Dolphins played there two weeks, there's teal jerseys everywhere. LA football don't work. When the Niners played the Rams in the NFC title game, and I was heavily invested because the Rams were my Super Bowl pick. Yeah. The Rams were begging fans not to sell their season tickets. I do remember that to the NFC title game to Niners fans. And there was still a shitload of Niners fans at that game. Yeah. They're the fake. I get it. It's still in California, so it's not like, you know, but yeah, Miami fans. It's just wicked, bro. And I think that LA football, it don't work. You need it to be the Raiders or you need it to be the the, the That's Rams it. prior to them leaving. <laughs> yeah, basically just the Raiders. Just the Raiders. They ain't going back. That's and it. I know, I know I'm being silly because they just build a 
$27 billion stadium, however expensive that shit so, is. Yeah, SoFi is gorgeous. SoFi is wicked in the most promising way possible, but it just don't work, bro. You have no home field advantage, like ever. You're never going to have a home field advantage, I, especially when you have fan bases like those teams coming in. You might have a home field advantage when you play the Jaguars or the Texans, yeah. but when you get these traditional franchise teams traveling out there to go play you, bro, it's going to be flooded with the other team. I, I think uh, I think the Rams, especially since they've won a title now, they have a more, like, I, I think LA's still, they're still trying to engender themselves to the LA market. Um, they have a bigger chance, I think, than the Chargers do. The Chargers had no business leaving San Diego, and they shouldn't, and they should go back to San Diego. Um, but uh, I, I feel like they, they, like their fan base is still a little bit more alienated than that of the Rams. I think the Rams have a chance to still make SoFi work. And listen, SoFi is built for them. They just didn't want to partner up with the with the Raiders. Like they're like, no, yeah, <laughs> we'll partner with y'all because <laughs> this will help get get this over. But yeah, they 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 couldn't partner with the Raiders at all. You got one more. No, no, I, 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 we, we had started, we started too quick. I couldn't think okay. of a third. I, I knew the Bengals would shake you up. All good, all good. Let's wrap up. Uh, I do wanna, I do wanna mention. Um, I didn't say it on the Monday show, but uh, I want to give a Ursalita play of the week. What is that? You don't know about Ursalita? There's a problem with you, bro. You don't pay attention. <laughs> so in uh, 2021, the ugliest name in the world was Ursula. Okay. One of my uh, dream girls of the many that I have is uh, Ursula Cordero. She played on my favorite show, Money Heist, played a main character. Okay. So even though it's an ugly name, sometimes it delivers. Like these bets are going to deliver sponsored by Wager Attack. And what I mean by this is Ursulita is the ugliest game on the board. And when I tell you what my favorite bet of this week is, you're going to react by wanting to throw up. That's why it's Ursulita. Okay. Josh, do you want to hear what my favorite game on the board is? What's your favorite game? The Denver Broncos are six and a half point underdogs going into South Beach. I think they win outright, but I'm taking them at plus six and a half. And dare I say, if I get six and a half and circa millions, I'm putting them in the contest, bro. How <laughs> ugly is that pick? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, you you know my guy I'm Red the uh, the, the influencer yeah. you know, I'm on my phone he's a Broncos fan okay. I for, I completely forgot I called him after the game like, oh bro I forgot you're a Broncos fan he he lives in Miami he's going to that game let's go you just made him very excited let's go that's the Ursulita play of the week shout out to Wager Attack head on over there make your deposits get bonuses and rollover stuff and uh, use the promo code VM Josh this was fun man. Always is. Always a good time. I appreciate you coming on. Congrats once again on your 2-0 start with the Commanders. And, uh, yeah, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, Josh Williams, the American Fan 365 podcast. We are on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Facebook. Please go follow us and share it as we talk about with uh, with Nick and Veterans Minimum. Make sure you share this stuff. Share our Share our posts. Uh, that's that's the best way to help and best way to grow the channel. Yeah, yo, and also I'm gonna start doing this this week. Every week we're gonna give away free merch to uh, Legend of the Week. So tag us on social. Go and write a rating, a review. 
something. Something for Veterans Minimum. Follow us. Show us that you're using the sponsors also. And we're going to give out free merch every week. Um, to viewers watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Veterans Minimum. We'll give out merch. Uh, why not? Just give back. Give back. Let's give back. At Nick Day is 10 as you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum are at Veterans Minimum. Good luck this week on your bets. And as always, thank you for listening. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, be the venison. Zap. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.